0: Hello and welcome to Raise the Bar, the Sky High and Fly Jump Camp's podcast. I'm your host, Troy Haynes, former collegiate level jumper and now longtime coach. Here we talk about anything that has to do with jumping, jump training, psychology, uh, plyos, lifting, stretching, coaching tips, technique, anything and everything. Today's guest is a young man that uh, I happened again on on my Instagram feed. Uh, He is uh, from Canada. His name is Paul Gallus. He just competed in the 2021 Olympic trials up in Canada and uh, is here to regale us with those stories uh, about his um, performance there, his training, his coaching, all kinds of insights. Uh, He's a kinesiology major, um, came down here in the States. Went to Indiana University, and um, very engaging young man, very bright. And so we're we're here to listen to Paul Gallus. So put your seatbelts on and get ready to go. Here we go
1: on raise the bar. I, you know, another day here in the cold, cold Canada, but right. uh, um, you know what can you what can you do, right? It's, it's just where we're well, at. Um,
0: what part of the winter is it for you guys up there? Like the worst part, or like the beginning, or?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, they, they claim today was the coldest day of the year or will be the coldest day of the year. So here we, uh, (laughs) here we are, I guess, in the, the, the peak of it, you you could say so.
0: And what part um, of Canada are you from, Paul?
1: So I'm just outside of Toronto about 45 minutes. Um, so kind of typical to, you know, as in most university towns, um, you know, about, about an hour away from kind of the, the the core of, of, downtown at the university of Guelph here. So, um, yeah, I know. I know you're you're Southern Los Angeles. Uh, it's yeah, a- yeah, Southern
0: California. So Southern California. Um,
1: uh,
0: I live in Santa Monica, and uh, I'm about I work another say forty five minutes to an hour south. So nice, nice. Yeah, nice. most You time-
1: got Go a winter jacket? You got a winter jacket on? That seems. Uh- yeah, it's
0: because I'm a wuss. You You would be laughing at at the temperature yeah, there. You'd be like,
1: we should be trading places right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you'd be like, oh, 55 degrees. That's balmy, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for us, that's like for me. I'm cold, and I'm I'm originally from San Francisco, where it was a lot colder. But God my dear, mom God, yeah. moved us down to uh you know Southern California when I was in the second grade or something. So I mostly mm-hmm. grew up in Southern California, and I got used to being warm. So I never, yeah, never liked competing in cold weather, rain. You know, I could do it, but I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, we're we're indoors until you know it gets nice outside. So we.
0: Yeah. That's the one thing Being I don't, I don't have any experience bags. with is, is, uh, indoor. I don't have,
1: Oh yeah, you know, that's right. It, must have been in, it wouldn't need to.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, you know, everybody goes, well, where are your indoor facilities down there? I'm like, we, <laughs> there's none. There's you know, no if it need rains, yeah. you know, we're screwed. But, uh, yeah, I actually last year I had a, uh, had a couple clients on the weekend and one day right. and they came down and it was just raining, you know, and I go, we grabbed the pits I think I can't remember if I, I was early enough to strike. I think I I think I had the pits out in the shed, so we just walked them all the way into the basketball gym. Okay. I, I had them <laughs> you know jumping on in their high tops. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Old school. Like the floor the, was that, pretty
0: good, you know. The floor was yeah. all right, but uh, it was it was a different different animal for sure. Um,
1: well, I mean, like the amount of times I've heard though, I guess up here or, or even in other places down in the states is you know, the high jumper who starts with the high tops and the, the basketball shorts in the uh-huh. you know, former basketball player who's in the gym, you know, yeah. and then in gym class next thing, you know, they're jumping like out of nowhere, six, six in their, in their converse high tops. Right. Yeah. And then, and then they become, you know, a world-class high jumper, Like I guess. I'd love typical, to
0: and yeah, to story, one, right? finding one of those. Um, that's yeah. an interesting story we're, we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm calling up your, um, you, you are so kind in sending me your, the answers to my, uh, of course. Okay. Um, awesome. It's got a lot of stuff. Um, team Canada in 2013 world youth championships, all these things that you're saying, I'm just like, I'm so jealous. The world (laughs) youth championships, you know, it's so funny out here. It's like, they don't, it's just, it's either not that organized or um, poorly communicated that, that these things exist. Uh, You know, when I was, I was a football player first and then I started doing track and field and then, you know, junior high and high school. And then uh, junior Olympics was like a rumor to me. I didn't know anything about junior Mm -hmm. Olympics. And um, you know, in the summer we went right into summer football. So we were doing, you know, working out for football and, you know and you're doing whatever you do as a kid in the summer and uh yeah so i just uh, you know now that i'm coaching and especially in the last six years since i started you know private coaching you know yeah. you get the younger clients who are like hey what are we doing for junior olympics i'm like oh junior olympics yeah well <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that's the whole a whole mystery
0: you know world for me i'm still kind of nudging my way in there
1: yeah and i've always noticed with with um, the american high school system too like it's you got the Junior Olympics, and then you got the AAU Championships, but then you also have like those those New Balance Championships. And I think yeah. out in, in 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 CA, you guys have like Arcadia, for example, right? It feels like there's a bunch of different Super Bowls. Yes. Right? And yes. You, you don't, and it's it's tough to kind of you know hone in on one. I think like even now, Nike's doing some stuff. Adidas is doing stuff. Like I, I I've lost track, to be honest with you, how how it's going down there. Not, and, you know, uh, the, not
0: yeah, yeah, a lot of money really, to be had down here, but what little there is it's being fought over
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and but it, it seems like just through a different bunch of different parties so it's been you know that, that that's in, compared to here where like you know we just obviously have like significantly less people who live here but like you know we we, we always do come together from across the country and we kind of have we kind of hash it out at the one national lead every year and then it's kind of easy to pick teams there right you're just okay person's top two they have the standard there they right. go right or they're they're top like this person's 123 twenty three. Or they're under 18 and, and yeah. they were the top finishers in the rankings. Okay, here we go. So it's a lot easier to decipher, I guess, um, the way it is there. But I mean, I guess that's a challenge when you have 300 something million people and we only have 33 million or about that here. So right. um, give or take. Say that right? again. How many? Yeah, I think there's under 40 million people living here in Canada. Like, I could wow. be completely off, but uh, I, that, my understanding is it's significantly less than what's going on. So yeah. At, number, you downtown, get a lot of so.
0: open space out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unlivable, I guess you could say, but
0: um, yeah, definitely.
1: Well, definite even faith. though stuff
0: that's livable, there's just not as many people, like you're saying, right? So,
1: yeah, it's it's you know, I I kind of live in the area that the majority of the country's population lives in. It's kind of that southern Ontario, um which is kind of like our main province slash, I guess, state, um and it's you know this chunk of land in which it's densely populated, and that makes up the majority of you know the country. So. You know, luckily growing up and even when I'm recruiting here now it's like I don't really have to go far to, to go find you know the for lack of a better term the the mecca of, of tracking right. in Canada um, there's still some very good performances out west out east and in, in the right. you know the, the the midwest type area but you know it's we're just looking at overall pool of people like it's mm-hmm. you know it, it kind of just just lucky by lucky by geography here but um, yeah that's kind of where where we're at or up where we're at up here and you know the Kane-Hydram scene really been, you know, taken off since, um, you know, Derek, like the success of Derek Druin in the past and, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. So it, it's definitely been, I guess, for the, the amount of people that we have in this country, like, I think it's been fairly well represented, yeah. um, especially on the men's side. Like, the women have been good as well. Like we've had, you know, a few Olympians in the last few cycles. But, um, you know, like with Derek and Mike Mason and now this new guy Django, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely been, you know, I've enjoyed getting my butt kicked by them for the last couple of years, but you know, they're, they're definitely world-class and, you know, yeah. support of them.
0: Well, um, so for those of you in, in podcast land here, we're uh, at, uh, this is uh, another installment of raise the bar. Uh, this is my podcast here. I'm, my name's Troy Haynes and I'm the, the host of the raise the bar podcast. It's uh, sky high and fly jump camps um, on Instagram and on YouTube channel. And Paul Gallus here, is, am, am I saying your name right? First and last?
1: Yeah. Paul Gallus part.
0: here is um, from Canada. And uh, I, I spotted him on Instagram. I don't know if you sent me something or I asked you. Uh, I saw some jumps somewhere, somehow. Um, I have a complicated process of uh, looking at the people that uh, like any of my posts or, uh, you know, and when I look through their pictures, if I see high jump, you know, videos, I will nine times out of 10, you know, send, Hey, would you like me to post your videos? And, um, you know, r- really enjoy trying to promote the, uh, high jump and track community. Um, and Paul, uh, graciously, you know, allowed me to do a post of his jumps. And then, uh, you know, in the filling in of his biography, he found out that he had been to the Canadian uh, Olympic trials and, um, uh, just this last year, 2021. Yep. And, um, so that was a unique opportunity because, uh, those of you, my huge following of 50 subscribers that is uh, listening to the podcast, uh, as they know, we just finished a four, uh, athlete run of, um, us Olympic high jump trial finalists. So, uh, we started off with Doug Nordquist who made the team in 84. Uh, he jumped seven, six in the final and came in fifth, I think. And, um, I think he had to jump 7-7 seven, seven to get on the team. I can't remember. Um, that was 84. And then we followed up with Leo Williams, who was the alternate on that team. And Doug and Leo are good buddies. Uh, we've all played golf together. Great guys. Um, and they graciously gave me their time. And then we moved from the old guys, like myself, back in the you know uh, 84 games we were talking about. right? So we go up to the 2021 games. And I had Jordan uh, jumpman Westner uh, from Florida State. And he uh, did a great job and told us about his training. And then um, we followed that up with Tyler Arroyo, who uh, both of them might have been relative unknowns. To me, they were kind of stars because I was watching them on Instagram. I felt like I was uh, a talent scout or something, but I'm watching these guys. I'm like, wow, these guys got tons of pop. And you know, um, Tyler Arroyo just sent me a video of some really close miss at seven six and a half last year so he went from a seven two and a half jumper to seven five and three quarters made it to the trials and then made it to the Mm -hmm. final so that was the run of four and now uh paul is going to give us a canadian point of view on the the canadian trials and he you mentioned um in your send-up that you did jump against Derek drown and uh i was so impressed I I'm a real neophyte when it comes to this. It's (laughs) funny. I've been, I've been coaching track and field for a long time, but every year, like we said, once track was done, I'd, I'd go into football mode. So I didn't really pay attention to what was going on in the U S scene in the world scene. I mean, there was all kinds of really good jumpers that have come and gone that I just wouldn't you'd throw a name at me and I wouldn't know them.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I'm starting to get, you know, conversant with Barshim and Mm -hmm. Tim Berry and, you know, uh, Bondarenko and a lot of the stuff that I've seen online, and I'm just blown away by it. And then I did happen to catch the, the final in 2016 when Derek Brown just really beat yep. the pants off of the two best guys that I've seen. You know, both guys mm-hmm. jumped 7-11 and a half in the same meet, right, at one time. Yeah. But in 2016, the Olympics, you would not have known that because Derek Brown just thoroughly trashed both of them. So what was it like to, uh, to jump against him? in uh in those big meets
1: yeah i mean ever since i can remember like he kind of was the guy um in, in canada like for me at least as a high jumper like like i said there there's not as many i guess people jump in seven you know se- over seven four in in the country so like there's you know he was the guy like, i would watch when i was younger and, and always kind of like looked up to him. i mean the whole reason why i went to indiana was because he went to indiana right so um Kind of, it was just the guy I'd always tried to tried to emulate. I always told myself if I could get anywhere like seventy five percent as good as he was, I'd be pretty good. Right. Um, but and uh yeah, like he obviously he wanted like a just his absolute like silent killer on on the track. Like he operates so methodically, and he just was just very. It was almost like freakish to watch. Like it it, it was majority of the times I would I would finish jumping, and he's just starting to get warmed up really like yeah. to, to get going because it's um and to be that good over that amount of time um and just consistently good right and then i think the olympics in 2016 really showed how like he just was able to methodically just go through that whole field and, and come out clean at you know 238 yeah. or whatever it was like it was one of the more impressive competition thing i've ever watched like, on TV in, my, in my lifetime and but i wasn't too surprised because like We had just touched on, like I've seen him at the trials. I've seen him, you know, jumping around Indiana. Like (laughs) he he was somebody who I thought, you know, it's once in a lifetime. You you don't see that. Like I've never seen Barsham jump in person, but I'm sure it'd be a very similar effect to watching someone like that, right? It's just, yeah. No matter what you did, you just don't have that. Like that is just, I, I, I don't know if you can. Like at at some point, it's like you kind of just, it just kind of hand it to them. It's like. yeah whatever you did whatever you did worked <laughs> right um so yeah no great i mean he's just a great guy off the track too you know limited times we've kind of had interactions and, and whatnot but um, right. yeah just a uh, great guy And I, I really hope you know I, I don't know if we've seen the last of him who knows if he's back or not right. um but it was definitely you know while he you know was jumping around here just um you know complete machine <laughs> oh, <laughs> complete sure. that's how I'd explain it just a complete machine and, and then guys like Michael Mason um, and then Jangle love it, like these these guys who were kind of right there battling with him every time. I mean, Mike Mason was uh, 233, 234. I can't remember, but yeah, I think Jess retired this year was in his mid 30s, but was jumping 230 for for uh, I before I probably even knew what high jump was. Like right. just two guys who who you know really elevated Canadian high like Canadian high jump and, and inspiring a lot of us, um, to, you know, give it a shot and then yeah. i think you know there's there's a bunch of guys um, that kind of call us the tier 2 guys like there was guys with the tier 1 guys and then you know a bunch of us between you know 215 and 220 and it's like, yeah. like it just i i don't know i don't know if if we existed without those guys right because then like yeah. maybe we're playing basketball or we're playing <laughs> volleyball So right. um, yeah like obviously big kudos to, to the kind of the pioneers i guess and and now it's interesting seeing a new wave come through and i guess i'm trying to coach them i'm trying to right. coach the new wave now so that's awesome. um, yeah, it's definitely you know kind of switching shoes.
0: So um, I, I want to go a little earlier with you. Um, you. You mentioned that you went to uh, Indiana University, and you said mm-hmm. you actually followed in Derek's footsteps there. So what is the uh, other than the fact that he went there? What is the uh, you know was it because of the coaching? Was it because of did you guys just pick Indiana because it's close to to Canada? Something yeah. or
1: you know that was that was definitely a big factor of it. I mean. Like it was about eight hours from where I live. So kind of parents could make it down in a day if I needed something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, but I honestly, when I visited, I just kind of like, obviously that started the conversation with, with Derek and being there, but then coming to campus, I was like, okay, I, I, I this is where I want to be. And then I figured it just, it clicked the best of me and I, you know, don't regret going there one bit. Um, but yeah, it was definitely kind of, a, you know, a, entering the NCAA realm, like, um, I kind of mentioned in, in the write-up before, uh, essentially, like I had a lot of success in high school, um, and then for better or for worse, probably came in with this uh, naive type of confidence um, that I'm just gonna have the, the same success in high school um, that was in some, and then I show up, and you know, you're you're showing up against you know, 50 or seniors who are you know, seven seven six, seven five, and you're like, oh, oh. Sh- holy smokes. Like my, right. my personal thought I had high school was six eleven. So um in the Canadian landscape that was very good. Like, like I I had mentioned I was the uh, Yeah. Like I when I went to the world I was on the U eighteen national team and then we went to New Balance in New York. I even won that meet. Like I felt like I was the king until I realized like I mentioned earlier, there's a bunch of different Super Bowls in the high school. Sure. Um and I just happened to win that one, but that didn't mean there was a guy jumping lesser than me in California in their Arcadia meet or whatever you want to call it. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, you know, coming in, I think that for better, for worse, I think some athletes go in there and then get humbled quickly and then start working. But um, yeah, that was definitely something that (laughs) he he hit a wall really quickly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I love the the coaching staff there and, uh, you know, all my teammates and, you know, they're still, a lot of them are my friends today. So, awesome. um, yeah, definitely uh, shaped a lot. What did you major in? So I majored down there in kinesiology and then I kind of zoned in on physical education um, so like I, I did want to always study that um, you know human body aspect going to the physiology classes the anatomy classes but then I always I always knew um, it's funny I almost just denied being a coach for a long time I was like you know it's so hard to, to get into this profession it's I it, it, just kind of making up excuses but right. you know so I was like, I'll just go be a you know I'll go I'll go be a teacher it's, it's close enough right and then, um, you know, eventually I, I ended up graduating. I was like, no, I think I want to take this coaching stuff more seriously. So then came back to Canada and, and was trying to build up a resume, coaching some, some local high school athletes here as I was doing some, you know, master's degree, postgraduate degree work. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. And, and now I'm, I'm lucky to be you know, a jumps coach here at a, at a major Kane University. So, um, yeah, I, I think I always knew that I wanted to do something in, in coaching and, and in, in track and field specifically yeah. and I think just denying it for so long until it, you know I finally had the opportunity I was like yes okay. like you know, I throughout my uh, I was working for some like a summer it's, it's a professional basketball league here in Canada like a domestic type league and then you know the moment uh, and then kind of volunteer coaching on the side and then the moment something opened up I just you know completely left the nine to five and then yeah. take that so um, yeah I, I guess it was always in my plans if I believed it or not. Right. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the educational roadmap I guess I took.
0: That's, that's interesting. I, I, when I went to, to UCLA, I was, um, when I got the, the letter back from the coaches, I, I had written them a letter as a junior and said, I want to jump seven feet and I want to go to UCLA mm-hmm. and blah, 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 win the state meet. And um, they sent it back to me and they said, thanks for your application, but you were late because mm-hmm. I was not, Many of my friends will tell you I'm not a master of attention to detail. So I missed the the application date and then um, had a great end of my senior year and jumped well enough to get noticed. And, um, you know, they got back to me and said, oh, we'd, we'd love you to come now. But, you know, basically I, I jumped 210, you know, right before the state finals. And uh, they they ended up saying, yeah, you can walk on. Like now I, w- I get a ticket anywhere in yeah. the coast, yeah. full ride yeah. With six six ten three quarters, but yeah. back then I was like uh, you were talking about when I this was just on the UCLA team. Now this wasn't yeah. going to nationals. When I got to UCLA, I was number seven on the depth chart, walking in the door with two ten. So that's why they didn't offer me any money. They're like, we got plenty of guys like you. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, it's, great, uh, you know. So the Who, the who, is that, who is
1: was the coach there? Who was the coach back then at UCLA at, at that time?
0: That's a really interesting odyssey. Um when, when I first got there, I did not know this at the time uh, a gentleman named Jim Kiefer had just left the uh-huh. UCLA yeah. group and had moved on his own. Um and uh he he was one of the coaches that worked with Nordquist. And mm-hmm. Jim Kiefer is a legend. He knows he's yeah. built a bunch of great athletes, great jumpers. Um, he's not relegated just to the jumps, but he's very good at the jumps. And course, um, yeah. he, uh, he had left. And so the guy that was the head, the the jumps coach was Bob Larson, who is a distance guy. And mm-hmm. he became one of the great uh, UCLA head coaches after Jim Bush, you know, left the job. And he, he was the coach on the, of the last national championship team that they had in track and um, great distance guy. But he literally told me that the day that I came in, Mm-hmm. Um, it was so funny cause I had read an article in sports illustrated about Dell Davis jumping seven, seven and a quarter. This is 1982. And, um, he was a junior and, and he came in second at the, uh, I, you might know the name Mel Adi, right? So he's from, oh, yep. America, but he jumped from Canada, right? So
1: that's, that's funny you say the name. Yeah. We can touch back on that later at, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: He was down at, I think, uh, uh, UTEP, he jumped at UTEP, mm-hmm. Texas. Yep. So and he, he jumped seven, seven and a quarter also, um, and I think he won on misses over Dell. Okay. So, you know, I'm reading this article in sports illustrated and of course they're, they just kind of run over the, the Canadian guy and they go, here's, you know, Dell Davis jumped seven, seven and a quarter. And, and, and they quoted Bob Larson in the article. And so when I get there, he says, Hey, I'm Bob Larson. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm coming to the school. Dell Davis jumps seven, seven and a half. Lee Balkan is here. He still holds the yeah, California yeah. state record at seven, three in high school you know, and, um, at the high school state meet, not the high school state record, but at the meet. And then, um, so I'm like, oh, these great jumpers and this great coach. And Bob Larson literally reaches out, shakes my hand. He goes, Hey, I'm Bob Larson. And he goes, I'm the jumps coach. He goes, I don't know a thing about the high jump (laughs) words out of his mouth. And he would tell you that story too. And it it was just like, oh, well that's great. So what's the plan? (laughs) And it was like, the plan is you're going to work with Dell and Lee. And uh, that was not a bad training ground, you know. No, now, neither of those all. guys yeah. were coaches at the time; they were just athletes. Mm-hmm. When I say just athletes, they were very, very good athletes. And Lee ended up uh, coaching and still coaching at uh, Glendale College and, in, in, um, oh, nice, junior college yeah. in LA. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, that was that uh, <laughs> was an eye opener. And so, did a couple years with Bob, and then um, Steve Lang was my coach, my junior and my senior years. And then I got some extra help from a, a guy named Baru Elias down at Long okay. Beach City College, who was a Romanian. And uh he was a, a legend in the JC ranks and helped lead Long Beach City to like six or seven state titles. I lost track. He was a great high, long and triple guy. And he had two other, he had two, seven, eight jumpers in his stable. And then I think I might've been the third highest at, you know, 222, but these guys were Brian Stanton made an Olympic team and uh, uh, Mr. Lewis, Dennis Lewis was okay. another one. And I don't know that Dennis ever made an Olympic team, but he was, you know, seven eights, no joke. Right. So no, not at all. Yeah. anyway, yeah, those were the guys that I ended up working with. But um, after that, I wouldn't know I, I left UCLA and I didn't, I, I was like you, I was, I was kind of thrust. I, I think I thought about coaching, but I've, I didn't really gravitate towards it right away, but then just kind of ended up, you know, getting over there, but uh, I started at the JC level. So, but yeah. So you jumped against Derek drown and you've been to the Canadian trials. Now you said it's a smaller pool of jumpers up there. So kind of go through, I I didn't get a a play by play out of anybody of these first four guys. So when you, uh, you qualified, what was the qualifying height to get into the Olympic trials in 2021?
1: Well, so this, this time it was, it was interesting because of the regulations around the the pandemic here. Um, Like it was an invite only type thing. So um, like they, they wanted limited field uh, size. So I think, I can't remember if we were eight, maybe eight, that's the number that, that's, that sounds familiar. Um, So they kind of just drew the top eight in the rankings and said, here, you're in. So um you know that was made up of at the time Derek was in there but I think he had scratched from the meat he couldn't recover in time he was battling something and then um, that left Django and Mike going 233 and 230 I think at that yeah. meet 27 I can't remember um and then there's those two and then the six I like I mentioned earlier the kind of those um tier two guys where were the nice. 215 to, to 220 crowd um so yeah I had a bunch of I guess a bunch of guys that had we'd competed for years against each other um so typically yeah probably took you around the two like just seven about seven feet to get in um to that to that meet and then you know i I had done that in in the calendar year that they were considering and then you know kind of got in there and it was honestly like the guys i competed against it was it was a coin flip like they were all very talented um and you know we've spent many years just beating up on each other and and the thing here is like and i guess the high jump culture around here is you know you continue, you can continue jumping after college, right? Like a lot of the times I've noticed a lot of peers of mine, uh, in, in the States, just the sheer number of competitors that, you know, are trying are at the Olympic trials, right? Like you have to jump a certain, yeah. like a seven, five or seven, oh, yeah. four, which is not easy to do at all. Right. And I'm right. not saying like seven feet is easy either,
0: right. but
1: you know, like you're able to, you know, still work your job, go train and, and then go jump and, and still be, you know, relatively competitive, at the Canadian level. Um, and again, that's like, that's just that, and it's still pr- actually quite competitive looking at all circumstances and the, you know, number of people and pool of athletes that, right. that are around right. here, but yeah, the, obviously yeah, 330
0: million people, like you're talking about, there's a lot. more. Exactly.
1: Talent. Yeah. There's a lot more, you know, it's you know, peas in the pod or whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like that's that, that's why I, I, I thought, you know, like, you know, some of my, <laughs> my peers I trained with, it's like, okay, Um, I graduate and I'm I'm going to school and I'm working, but I'm also still jumping. Like, how? Why are you still doing that? Like, how do you have any opportunities? I was like, well, you know, if I just you know maintain and find a schedule, I I can still be kind of competitive here and sneak on to you know a a national team or two, kind of. Yeah. At the you know the like the French games that I went to, or Uh you know something that's not the World Championships or not the Olympics. right? Right. So you know, I gave it three more years after college. And, and then, you know, as I was coaching and, and, and training, but you know, now I think it was finally time to, you know, hang up those spikes and um, you know, kind of pass it down to the, right. to the next, the next crew in the long high and triple jumpers and as well as the Catholic. So um, yeah, that, that was kind of the, 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 lay down just to get into trials this year. Like um, obviously the whole thing was, was, was just different. So, um, that's actually my second trial. the first shows I went to, there was a qualifying height in 2016. Um, I think it was like two Oh five. Like you, it wasn't, really? it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, it was. Um, but again though, like if you look at the number of people in the country and then the amount of people who could jump that height, it was actually yeah. kind of, kind of impressive like to have that, yeah. that pool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So that, that, that one was definitely a larger pool, and you kind of had to wait until you jump. in. this one felt more of like a, an invite type. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Type
0: of Eight you, people. So. Yeah. It must have been pretty quick. Um, yeah. My other question um, of many was uh, your kinesiology major. So um, I, I was, um, it was actually kind of finishing up that other story. So one of, one of the reasons that I went to UCLA was I wanted to go, obviously, but then they also mentioned in that letter, the second letter back after the horrible, uh, uh, bad letter that I wrote that they ignored. Um, <laughs> and they said, yeah, we want you to come. They said, we have a kinesiology major, which we feel would be perfect for me. And I don't know how they knew that, but I was, you know, college prep in high school and had taken biology and physics and a lot of that kind of stuff. So right. I don't know if they must've looked at my transcripts and figured that that would be a good match. And, um, I remember back in 1980 watching the, um, Olympics and they had one of the first, uh, computer things, and they were, they were showing uh, a stick figure on a black background. That was a green stick figure and it was hitting a volleyball. And all I said was the stick arm and it's, you know, an, an overhead, you know, volleyball s- spike. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. You know, and I'm looking at that going, what? so that's what kinesiology does. That's, they look at, you know, <laughs> these angles and these forces and this and that. And I was in then, you know, and so yeah. they said, yeah, we have this major here at this school um, which they no longer do actually, but at the time they did, and it was one of the top programs in the country just because of sure. the professors involved, you know, but, um, right. I, I took that and I was just could not wait to get to, you know, I got through the anatomy and all that stuff, which is okay, you know, but I was way more interested in biomechanics. I wanted right. to, to, to see, you know, what kind of forces and angles are going into all these events. And, uh, I was naturally curious about, um, you know, the best kind of training. I think part of the the thing with, uh, you know, two years of, uh, working with, you know, the two high jumpers. And then, you know, I was just kind of always on that quest for what is mm-hmm. the best way to train? What is a, a really good drill for this? And, you know, what I've found is that there's no textbook is that everybody yeah. is got different pieces of the puzzle and nobody seems to share their secrets. So we're gonna stop right there after about a half an hour of talking with Paul Gallus. We have a a couple more 30 minute chunks to come. We just finished up, uh, I was lamenting uh, the the fact that uh, nobody has a textbook for high jumping exactly. Everybody's still got their little piece of the puzzle and uh, we're gonna discuss that more at length. So come back for part two with Paul Gallus in a couple short days. And this is Troy Haynes here at Raise the Bar, and we'll talk next time.